Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Midweek Podcast. We're back here again as we finished up our message series, Psalm 23. In that message series, we only got through verse 3. Correct. Of Psalm 23. But here's the really cool part, just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek. Because we didn't get to finish out all of the verses, TJ and I are actually going to do a bonus episode that we'll actually release tomorrow. So make sure you listen in again tomorrow as we release this brand new bonus episode as well. So you'll get some, you know, final thoughts on Psalm 23 and the rest of the book of Psalm 23. So you guys on here, you're going to get a little bit of insider information before everybody else does, because it's a really exciting time in the life of our church. We just broke ground on our Parkland location, which was so exciting. I know that some of you guys are bummed that we lost the lawn, but I think we're pumped. We're pumped because we're going to get something better than a lawn. We're exactly. going to get a, a, nut, a much nicer and larger facility with huge lobby space so we can hang yeah. out and have places to sit and hang out and have conversations, a bigger coffee bar. A year from now. A but, year from now. <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere. Correct. So I know the coffee bar is going to be really cool. It'll be a little bit larger. The indoor, outdoor roll-up doors yes. going inside, outside, right out front is going to be amazing. It is going to be beautiful. We'll have more space as we're out of space in our 10, 15, and eleven thirty services. If you attend those services, you know over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, which, hey, by the way, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, Help if us you out. do come to the 1015 or the 1130, we could really use people in the 9 a.m. or the Saturday night. And so if you don't have to come to those services, we could use you to go to some different services. Yeah, because it's it's not it's not that we don't want you in those services. It's just that when we know those yeah. services are at the capacity that they are when a when a guest walks in for the first time. Mm-hmm. We want it to feel comfortable. We want it to feel them. comfortable. And we want to have space for them. Yeah. But is it, it is exciting to see, you know, people coming back and it growth is. happening and all of those, you know, aspects of, of church and returning back to. Yeah. There was people back for the first time since pre-pandemic this weekend. So, it was so good to see I think them. every week that Every that weekend, happens. it seems like it's that But happening. also we are getting into the final stages of closing out our, our Lighthouse Point purchase of that property. And we're going to begin all of our renovations over there. So you guys get ready to bring like your muscles and all of your, what do you call, all of your tools and everything out there because we're going to start doing some work. Yeah, we're actually going to have a church work day out there, like a serve Saturday. Ooh, fun. On July 10th. And yeah. so it's going to be an opportunity. We're going to start- Mark it on the calendar. Mark it on the calendar. Go ahead and- We're going to start and, ripping stuff out. Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to be getting rid of stuff that day because that following Monday, they actually start uh, construction there. They're going to start so, putting up so, walls. So They're going to start exciting. doing all that stuff. And so- Part of our obligation for that is we have to have everything kind of cleared out and ready yeah. for them to go. And Maybe so. one of these days we'll do on a podcast on how are we going to make all this stuff work? Like what is <laughs> what is that going to what is that going to look like with two locations and you know how's that 
function going to work? I know so many people have questions. So maybe sometime we'll do a podcast yeah. on that. Yeah. I mean, I got notes this weekend from people saying, please don't leave Parkland. <laughs> we're so not leaving Parkland. We're not leaving Parkland. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We literally live two minutes from our Parkland location. Yeah. So Shayla and I, we're not, we're, we're not leaving Parkland. I mean, this is, this is our get home. get rid of us that easy. Yeah. You're stuck with us. If you don't like us, then I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this weekend we, we talked through verse three of Psalm 23, which is, TJ, do you remember what verse three is? He restores my soul. He restores my soul. It was so interesting that, because I like, I do think a lot of us read that or think about that verse. We've heard it so many times about he refreshes my soul. And it does feel like it kind of goes along with, he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes our soul. Like it, it all feels like it goes together, but the way that you put it, and it's not actually this refreshing, but this restoration that takes place and this restorative process that God wants to do in our life. And I thought it was interesting. Again, so many relationships to people and sheep, Yeah, people and sheep. And I never realized how much we were like sheep. And so it just kind of blows my mind every single week when you're learning about sheep and you're like, yeah, that is that is exactly our lives. I'm like, why why did God describe me as a sheep? And then when I understand sheep, oh I'm like, gosh. I totally get it. Like we we yes. act so much like sheep. Yep. So you talked about when a sheep becomes cast. Yeah. Which basically it rolls over on its back and it can't get back up without the assistance of, of the a shepherd. shepherd. Yeah. And the essence of that verse is you know, similar to that process of, of God restoring us when we're upside down, when we're in difficult moments, when we can't get out, yeah. then God comes along as our shepherd and begins to bring restoration. You talked about a couple things that cause a sheep to become cast. Um, and part of that was when they get separated mm-hmm. from the herd or the flock, um, and I think a lot of us can find ourselves in that space, especially coming out of COVID. You know, there was a season of isolation yeah. or or you just got disconnected. And there's so many ways that we do get separated in life. But I think one of the things that, that you talked about in how to prevent separation was this horrible word <laughs> called accountability. Yeah. And I think accountability can happen in our life in so many different ways. And I think very few of us are accountable to anyone. Yeah. You know, we're only as accountable as we want to be. Correct. But a lot of us don't invite that into our life. And you shared a lot about how so many times the people around you can can see your demise, but you can't see it. And they don't say anything, but so many times the reason is because you haven't invited that voice into your life. And so what I want to unpack a little bit today is what does accountability look like? What does healthy accountability look like? Um, I think there's some different forms of accountability. Maybe you can talk through and unpack that a little bit. Yeah. I think when most people think accountability, they automatically think, um, I want to go on a diet. And so they'll go, Hey, will you help me stay accountable? Like in other words, Will you be the person that picks at me all the time yeah. about this? Will you text and, me and say, did you eat this today? Yeah, exactly. Today? And 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 I don't really consider that accountability. No. Uh that that's that's hand holding. And yeah. when I when I'm talking about accountability, I'm talking about there have got to be a few people. I'm not talking about a lot of people. No. I'm talking three or four, maybe at the max, mm-hmm. 
people that you have invited into your life that can ask you and you can ask them the hard questions, mm-hmm. meaning they can ask, I, I have accountability. It's called the overseers of our church. Um, and it might not go both ways. It, you might be accountable it, to- yeah. I'm accountable to them. Right. They're not accountable to me. Like yes, they have other people exactly. in their life uh, right. that do that with right. them. Uh, but they have permission mm-hmm. to ask me any question. Yes. Um, and and I, I have permission to ask them like, hey, what are you seeing in me that I'm not seeing? Or what are, what are downfalls that you could perceive they're going to happen if I continue down this path? Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that most people don't ask for that kind of invitation of those kind of people in their life. And so because, I, I'll just give it from my perspective, yeah. because I've had that when, when we found out we were losing Alexander, mm-hmm. the people that I told I was losing it to mm-hmm. were those people. And you know what those people did? Because I had great relationships and I could be honest with them with where I was at. Yeah. They were there to get me the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have anybody that you're opening yourself up to and going, hey, listen, I don't know what to do here. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. And I will follow whatever you'll say. Um, that's that's a really hard thing to do, to open is. yourself up to that. Because when you are accountable for something, then there's some things in your life that you really have to be open to change and willing to change. Yeah. Because if you're accountable to people and you give people that voice in your life, but you never do anything, well, they won't, they won't they're stay, not going to continue. They're not going to stay in your life. Exactly. So, so all of those things, like if you don't do what they mm-hmm. say, they leave. Mm-hmm. Like if you want great people having input into your life, right? you actually have to do what they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting aspect of being a pastor. Yeah. You know, both of us experience this. People will come and say, can I have a meeting with you? Mm-hmm. And they'll sit down, they'll go, here is my problem. And we watch, we see the same problems over and over again. Yeah. And we'll go, listen, if you'll do this, this, and this, and this order, mm-hmm. And you'll just do these three things. Mm-hmm. Everything will turn around. And they'll walk away and they'll do nothing. And they'll come back six months later and go, can I meet with you again? And most so of the time, we we'll want to sa- talk about it. Yeah, we, we don't really want to do anything. We want to talk about it. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, did you do this, this, and this? And well, no, I didn't. I didn't. Do- then what is there to talk about? Mm-hmm. You're just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not trying to be harsh in that. That's just the reality. My time is valuable. And so if I'm going to invest in you, I want to make sure that you're actually going to do what I'm investing in. Like you're going to produce something with the investment Mm -hmm. that I'm making. I think the question is, do we really want to change? Yeah. Do we really want to be healthy in life, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of those things? And if we do, then we have to set ourselves up in, in relationships that can ask the hard questions, the difficult questions. For me, accountability means I'm not waiting for that person to reach out to me. I'm reaching out to them and I'm going, Hey, here's the answer to the question you're, you're going to ask me, or here's how I'm really doing right now. It's just somebody that I can consistently go to that I can be honest and real with. And I know that they're going to give me feedback. And there is such a deep appreciation for me when somebody does come and meet with me and they come each time with a list of here's how I'm doing in this area or here's what here's some questions I have for you and how do you think I can do this better 
Like I, I can look at that person and go, that's somebody that's going to be successful and wants change in their life. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, is, is I think one aspect that makes accountability work so good, at least from my perspective is the people that I am accountable to, mm-hmm. I know love me yes, and want what's best for me. Yep. So when, when I go to them and go, Hey, what do you see in me that maybe I'm not seeing right now? Mm-hmm. Or, or what's it like on the other side of me? Mm-hmm. The answer they're giving, they're not trying to hurt me. Yeah. They're trying to help me because, and I know that because they love me mm-hmm. and they've, and they've shown that throughout time. So when they tell me something that I deem as hurtful, mm-hmm. uh, they're not trying to hurt me. They're just pointing out some things in my life that I haven't recognized that maybe hits something deeper inside of me that I haven't ever worked on yeah. or haven't dealt with. And it just is like a, a revelation of like, oh, that's something mm-hmm. that really is something I need to work on. Let me ask you this. Do you think, so we see people around us all the time that we can kind of see the writing on the wall in in their <laughs> own life. Yeah. How, how do you approach that with people or do you just not? For me, I don't ever, I don't ever put myself into a place that I'm not invited right. into. Yep. So if you don't give me an invitation, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to give you that yep. feedback. Yep. So I'm waiting for an invitation to go into those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's no invitation, I'm not going to put myself in that space because you have not invited me there. Yep. Um, I think that's important because sometimes we do want to go around and point out a lot of things in other people's lives when really, if we can first take accountability for our own life and make sure we're doing that in our own life and then. Well, I don't, if, if you don't invite me, then you're not going to receive that most of the time. That's, that's how I look at it. No, I totally agree with that. So I want to make sure the people that have that ability in my life, they, they have, they have an open invitation She's speaking in my life whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not everybody. That's a select few. And then everybody else, um, I will invite them. I've invited our staff. Hey, if you see something, like if you see that face, please let me know. It's an invitation <laughs> for them to do yeah. that. Um, there's people that have that invitation. Then there's people that don't. And part of the reason is, is because I want people that are further ahead in things that I want to have in life. Right. Those are the people not that- Not just everybody not telling just everybody. me what they think I'm doing Correct, wrong. <laughs> correct. Because everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Opinion and, 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 and it might, they might not understand, there might be some some different levels of understanding where if you, if you are accountable to people that are further along, that have the life, the relationship, the business, you know, whatever, that, that you want to see happen in your life, then like, I'm not going to go ask somebody to hold me accountable in marriage- for somebody whose marriage isn't where I would want my own to be. Correct. Like yeah. if if I'm looking at how do I be a better parent, I'm going to somebody like Brian and Cher McMillan. Right. And I'm going, hey, like you've got seven kids that are incredible. Mm-hmm. What what did you do? What are the things that you're seeing in my parenting mm-hmm. that could be improved? Why? Right. Because I want to have yeah. kids that end up like yours. Yes. And um, I'm giving you permission to speak into this area of my life. Exactly. Well, I think... Even moving along a little bit further in your message, you talked about the restoration process that God takes us through. And I, I kind of think that's part of accountability too, because when we are accountable, there is a process to getting better. Yeah. There is a process to overcoming or or being healthy. 
And one of the things that you said, everything truly worth doing takes longer than you expect. (laughs) And you said, greatness doesn't happen in a day. It happens daily. Yeah. And I think all of those things are so important to leading us to where we want to be that we have this realization that everything takes time. So how do we, how do we walk through those things in life where we want to see change? We're desperate to change. Our marriage is failing or our business is failing. You know, we need to see change right away. How, how do you, how do you make that a daily process? I think the problem is, is we're always looking at the, the end product. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of realizing that there's many steps between where we start and where we end. Yep. And my goal for every day, and I just make it a simple goal, is, is I want to be one step closer to Jesus today. Mm-hmm. Like I, we're reading a book in my connect group on Thursday morning for business leaders. It's, it's called Atomic Habits. And the goal of Atomic Habits is, is how do you become 1% better every day? So it's, it's hey, every day I'm just looking for a small improvement. If I'm improving every day, then I'm making progress. And that, that I think is what God is trying to do. He's trying to move us forward. And so how are we taking small steps that will eventually lead to the the greatness that we're all looking for. It's the things that we're doing daily. It's getting that 1% better. It's it's moving forward every day. And so instead of focusing on, man, I've, I, I want to have a six pack. How about uh, I'm going to eat healthy yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go to the gym today. Hey, right. I want a better relationship with God. I'm going to wake up 15 minutes earlier and I'm going to pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read a passage of scripture. Uh, I'm going to soap today. Not, not that I'm going to have the Bible memorized, but I'm going to yeah. do one thing mm-hmm. that is going to make me better. And if I do that one thing every single day, mm-hmm. then a year from now, yeah, how much better? You know, uh, there's an old quote. I don't know who has said it. They said, you, you know, you overestimate what you can do in a month and you underestimate how far along you'll be in 10 years. And, and so it's, we, we overestimate on the short term and we forget it's really about the long-term and how far ahead, how much further can we be if we just do the little things? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we need to start doing is we need to start focusing on, hey, what are the little things that I need to do every day that will take me to the long-term goals? Yeah. Well, I, I, the other day I was sitting at home and I was just kind of journaling and sitting there at the, at the dining room table. And there was, it was storming outside, you know, it was thundering, lightning, the rain's coming down and it's just like crazy but I'm sitting inside and there's, you know, so much peace, you know, something about just, you know, a rainstorm outside that's just a little bit calming, especially when you're at home and you don't have to be doing anything really. But I just started thinking about so many times in life, like we walk through these storms and, and these difficulties and we, we are like just praying and hoping that we get out of the storm. But what I sat there and realized is that in that storm, there was so much beauty. There was so much peace. There was so much calm. And even in the storm, without the rain, everything is dry in our life. You know, with without certain aspects of what that storm brings, there is no growth and flourishing and, you know, all of those types of things that come along with the storm. And I think the same is true in our life. It's those difficult moments, those moments where we're pressed and it's hard and we need to see change. We're facing challenges in our parenting or in our finances and our marriage and our business, whatever. We're going through a storm 
But if we don't focus on the storm and we focus on all of the things that that storm, the good things that that storm could actually produce in our life, then it begins to change our outlook of it. And so saying, how can I grow in this and how can I be different because of this will actually produce a life that flourishes. Yeah. And I think that's somewhat what accountability does and just embracing the process of it. And if we never embrace the process and we're just trying to jump from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, then we end up really unhealthy. Yeah. Well, I think that it is, you know, the Bible tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so one Mm -hmm. man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Well, this is what I know. You, if you're going to sharpen iron, there's always friction involved. And any healthy relationship, when there is true accountability, is going to create some friction. There's going to be some some rubbing. There's going to be some things that that feel like, oh, that didn't mm-hmm. feel real good. Mm-hmm. But it's the things that don't feel real good that that round off the edges, that yeah. that get them to the point where they're more effective. Mm-hmm. And I think God, what He wants to do for every single one of us is He wants to make us more effective. He wants to make us sharper. He wants to make us better to be the ultimate tool mm-hmm. that he's called us to be in his hands. And that's the goal is that, like I said this weekend, the goal is, is that our, all of us would realize that we are a tool in God's hand mm-hmm. that he wants to use to do something incredible. Right. It's when we start to think that we're a better tool than other people. Yeah, no, I, I got this. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just a tool. Mm-hmm. But I want to be the best tool that I can be. I'm not going to be a better tool than you because I'm a different tool than you. You're such a tool. I am such a tool. That's what I was thinking all weekend. I was like, oh, and I'm describing myself as a tool. <laughs> Some people are like, yes, I would agree yes. with you. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just an important element. You know, yeah. the accountability, getting better is, is, is going to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have different people for different things in my life that uh, I, I have a business guy uh, in our church that has helped us so much just thinking long-term, how do we plan for that? How do we start to put in systems and processes? Like that guy is is making us better yeah. because we invited him into spaces that he would he does for a profession, but he's never done for God. But it takes God. work on but our it, part. But it took, it's, it's mm-hmm. taken so much work, like mm-hmm. more work than we ever wanted. We're but still doing work. We're still doing work on it. Like, <laughs> We're still working on it, Larry, I promise. Uh, But what it's done is is we're actually seeing the fruit of that because things that we planned in the middle of COVID, Mm -hmm. we're actually seeing come to fruition on timelines that we put together with him. Yeah. uh, As through the process he took us on. Right. And so, you know, we have people like that. I have spiritual people in my life. I have have relationships. I have people that are Mm -hmm. asking about our marriage and how we're doing and mm-hmm. how we're relating on a friendship level, how we're relating on a sexual level, like all of those things. And you're mm-hmm. like, people that you people ask you about your sex life. Yeah. They want to make sure that we're yeah. connecting. Yeah. Like that's good relation. I've invited them to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I think you could ask anybody that has healthy accountability relationships and they would tell you it is so worth it to open yourself up to that, that accountability has only made them better. Yeah. That it's never detracted from their life, but it's only added to their life. Yeah. What's funny is as we're doing this, one of the guys that holds me accountable and like he is texting me right now questions, like all these questions that we're talking about. Really? Just checking up on me. Like, hey, how is this going? What's going on? Yeah. 
Well, are, did you? Did, well, you didn't answer him right now. I know I didn't answer him. I just looked I'd down like at my see watch. The questions and your answers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we're almost out of time, but I think you know one of the things that I really want you guys to walk away with this week is to really maybe think and pray and ask yourself, who is someone that I could be accountable to, and invite them to ask you the hard questions. Because again, it goes back to those those relationships only make us better when we open ourselves up to those challenging conversations and the difficult questions. And so I just want to challenge you guys today to really be thinking and praying and asking who can that be and then take that next step, which would be to go to them and invite them to ask you the hard questions. Yeah. And can I just say something on that? For some of you, it's not going to be that simple. You're going to need to build a deeper relationship sure. first. Absolutely. Uh, with some of those people, because th- ideally, they're going to be people that are further ahead of you, mm-hmm. which might mean that you don't have that relationship right now. Like you're going to have to be intentional in doing that. And, and when that does happen, then you have the ability to go, hey, I would love for your input in my life. Mm-hmm. And then take it seriously. Go yeah. prepared. Don't don't just show up and expect them to do everything. You have to come, you know, ready yeah. to ready to be accountable. Yeah, I, I I'll never forget one of the guys that is one of the overseers of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, I would show up to every meeting with him before he was ever an overseer. I just wanted his wisdom in life, mm-hmm. and I would show up with with a notepad full of questions. Yep. And we'd be at lunch and I would take out love language. I would take out the notepad and I would go, okay, I don't want to waste your time. I've got an hour of your time. Let's go through question by, and I'd get through maybe like three questions. He'd be like, I've never had anybody show up another pastor show Mm -hmm. up and just bombard me with questions. I'm like, well, I want to make the most of our time because he'll always accept a meeting with you. That's right. Because he knows you're going to come prepared. He's never rejected a Mm -hmm. meeting with me. And now he's an overseer of our church. He loves us dearly. And, it's it's because yeah. I wanted that input in my yeah. life. And accountability only makes us better. So I hope that you guys will take time this week to really think about that in life and who is in your life that can speak into your life and that you can be accountable to. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in again this week. We've loved your feedback. So many of you guys have been coming up to us and letting us know how much you love the podcast. Also, don't forget forget to tune in tomorrow for our bonus episode as we close out Psalm 23 verses four through six. Six. I hope you guys have an amazing week and we'll see you back here tomorrow.